2: Been drinking money water,
0: sleeping in a hollow Welcome into the flagship on this Wednesday, January 31st, 2024. Can you believe it? A month already in to 2024. I'm Ben Garrett, at Spirit, Ben on Twitter. He's Chuck Roswell, my publisher at the Oldman Spirit, OMSpirit.com, and a fit of on three. Chuck, what's up, man? How you doing?
1: Oh, shoot. Since last night, it's all good, brother. That was... Uh... Fantastic game in the pavilion last night with uh, the Rebels pulling out a close game, 86 82 over the visiting Bulldogs, and uh, I couldn't be happier.
0: Yep, you were there. So was Jake, our co our worker at the Old Miss Spirit, Jake Thompson of the Old Miss Spirit, Old Miss Spirit.com of all three. Which, if you sign up today for a sub to the Old Miss Spirit, you can get one for the low, low cost of $1. Just $1. It's the best deal on the internet where we talk all things Old Miss all day, every day at the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and affiliate of Ole 3. You were there, Jake Thompson was there, and, it, and a lot of other fans were there as well. 10,000 or so, a little over 10,000 to set a new pavilion record. What was that atmosphere like?
1: Fantastic. The students got there about an hour and a half before the game started, and they were rowdy from the very first tip all the way to the end. And, uh, I think that it propelled the team to play better. I, I really think the team rode the energy of the crowd, uh, particularly the student section. And, uh, you know, they they got three sections now um, across from the bench, that whole section down low, and then down low on each end, uh, are all students. And uh, that's got to be intimidating to opposing teams. I mean, you know, these guys are in college, and they've played ball a while, and they've played – in front of hostile environments, but it still didn't make it any easier when uh, the world's against you, or so it seems.
0: Well, what's interesting about last night is it capped a now three-game winning streak for Ole Miss since it lost in really ugly fashion at Auburn. Um, One of its early SEC losses where they just didn't win on the road, and not only did they not win on the road, they were embarrassed on the road, and now they've won three straight, including win over a good state team that before the game was considered an NCAA tournament team while Ole Miss was out of it, so a big win, but you've heard that Chris Beard has mentioned the culture and building it and getting the fans to show up and, and turning Ole Miss basketball into something different, to a next-level program. Did it feel that way last night to you? Because, look, you've been doing this for over 40 years. You've been covered Ole Miss sports, and you've seen a lot of Ole Miss basketball, both good and bad, and there's been a lot more bad than good over 100-plus years of Ole Miss basketball. Um, does this, I mean, did that feel different? Did you look around and go, wow, take a minute, take a beat and go, wow. Yeah. He's, he's got something going, something cooking here.
1: Well, it, it, it kind of felt like some of those yesteryear teams with, uh, our AD and Keith Carter and Michael White and Jason Smith and Hensou Cissé. And then, uh, a couple of years later with Raheem Lockhart and Jason Harrison, when those guys were going to the NCAA tournament regularly and. Even had a Sweet Sixteen in in there out in San Antonio. It, it was, it's kind of that atmosphere, you know. Let me tell you, uh, somebody asked me on the message board this morning about if that was the loudest I'd ever heard it, and, and you know, I've got to be honest about it. The Tad Smith Tad Smith Coliseum, when those teams were rocking, <laughs> I, I think we could have registered on the Richter scale in that place. But the Pavilion is close. I mean, it it was great last night and. Very similar to the Tad Pad, and I think the more people get into this team, the the rowdier they'll get, and it'll equal what used to be with those great teams uh, that we had back then uh, in the Tad Pad.
0: Certainly, as far as the Pavilion is concerned, the best crowd I would would assume. And again, you were there; I wasn't. um, The best crowd by far, and. Kind of what I'm speaking to culturally, Chris Beard, he inherited a program that had won seven combined SEC SEC games the previous two years, had been to nine NCAA tournaments in its 100-plus year history, and here they are on the precipice of making the NCAA tournament comfortably and – have are off now at 18 and three to the best start in program history in year one for Chris Beard. It's a remarkable thing, but I'm curious, you know, leaning on all that expertise, all those games in the tad pad and all that. kind of. Do you see culturally something changing here? Because that's what Chris Beard's really preached about. He wants to change the culture and make almost basketball, something bigger. And I was curious, did last night feel like a little bit of an arrival of that in a, in a way?
1: Yeah, I think step one, you know, I think there's quite a few steps to take. But certainly, step one has been accomplished by holding serve at home. You know, undefeated, 13 and 0, I think, at home. Um, but you know, you, you're not going to change the culture by going on the road and getting beat like you did at Auburn and at Tennessee. Um, and, and we got to overcome those kind of things. But certainly, a great step number one to be 18 and 3, 5 and 3 in the conference. I mean. I'm as happy as I can be, and I I mean, you know, I think it's. I think it's asking too much to change the culture of a struggling program in one year, anyway. Uh, but yes, to answer your question, a great step forward.
0: Yeah, definitely so. And it's just relieving, or maybe it's a nice change of pace over the last couple of years to finally be talking about Ole Miss basketball as the calendar flips to February. Usually, we're like trying to figure yeah. out how to how to sell a no longer sellable. Second National Signing Day next Wednesday, and yet here I am. Go, if We're talking about basketball. Good. This is, the, this is the way we want to be doing things. But speaking of football, they just filled out the staff to Lane Kiffin and company um, with a tight ends coach, with a wide receivers coach. What were your, what were your thoughts on what Lane Kiffin did staff-wise and kind of the overall makeup of this staff? What do you think about it?
1: Um, I think it's an upgrade. I hated to see Derek Nix leave. Um, but I think they, they upgraded tremendously at cornerbacks with B Brown, a guy that's not only a, a tremendous coach and has been a, a power five defensive coordinator, he's an Ole Miss alum. And I think he'll hold this job dear to his heart and want to do his best possible job he, you know, he can. Um, and then I, I'm, I'm really excited about Joe Cox, tight end coach, uh, from Alabama, anytime you can get somebody from Alabama, you got to believe that they've you know been indoctrinated in how to win and what it takes, and you know some more of that. We saw that with Pete Golden last year that it helped tremendously to have him on staff, and I'm sure it'd be the same with Joe Cox on the offensive side of the ball um and I don't know a lot about George McDonald, but his resume is tremendous i mean so i I you know i I hate it to lose Derek because of his recruiting ability in state and how many connections he's got in Mississippi from 13 years being at Ole Miss but look when you can replace him with somebody the caliber of Jordan McDonald you can't you can't fret about it too much
0: what do you think they do in regards to the general manager, manager position that's opened up with Austin Thomas going back to LSU have you heard anything
1: I don't know. No, I haven't heard anything. I know that there are a couple of guys in house that want the job. Uh Alec Collins, Kevin Bolden, you know, um and I, I you know, but it, it that's a that's a all encompassing job is uh really tough and I don't know, you know, I, I'm just gonna leave that to Lane of course, obviously. All hires are left to Lane, but I mean I don't even have an opinion on it right now because uh I know that in their capacity of what they do now, both Alex and and, uh, Kevin are very good at what they do. Are they ready for the step up? I don't know. And I don't know what's on Lane's mind, obviously, with with any hire. I don't know if it's somebody he's looking at from the outside or if he's looking to promote from within. Uh, I think those two guys, if he chose one of them, would be very capable, but you you never know – what he's got up his sleeve.
0: Well, the interesting thing about Kelvin Bolden, we've talked about him a couple of times when you and I have come together to do podcasts here on the talk of champions podcast network, just simply search talk of champions, wherever you get your podcast. And when you do leave a, leave us a five-star review and subscribe all the stuff you're supposed to do. Once you go check us out, wherever you get your podcast, talk of champions. Uh, We've talked about Kelvin a couple of times because, initially football scoop and this kind of shows how it is with lane i mean you can have good information i don't know where the information came from for football scoop but it's a reputable enough source for this kind of stuff that you would think they wouldn't run with it unless they had somebody telling them it was pretty good stuff and kelvin Bolden was going to get promoted to tight ends coach then he was maybe going to be in contention for wide receivers coach once Derek left for auburn now we're talking about maybe general manager usf offered him the wide receivers coach he's still here or maybe they filled the position that he was in contention for. Uh, maybe Ole Miss has kind of survived this. But what do you think about that? Just maybe, uh, like you said, not ready for another step or something, just the Kelvin situation. It was kind of weird how this all kind of played out, yeah, I, I, and his name was floated about
1: well, you know, I'll tell you, when it comes to personnel, Lane can be kind of weird. Um, and I don't mean he makes many missteps because he doesn't, but he's very close to the vest, and, uh, you know, I, I don't think he – really cares too much about recommendations, I think he wants to size everything up himself, so you know and, and he certainly doesn't talk to the media about any of this stuff, so we're all just guessing um but I, I i was told and i and I trust my source on this that Kelvin was told by Lane that you will be taken care of, and I don't know what that means, whether well, that means a promotion, more money uh, more more duties, more responsibilities, a better, t- uh, better t- title, but uh, I'm assuming at the very least it means more money.
0: A new year has arrived. What's your resolution for 2024? How about making sure the roof over your head is well taken care of? Riverland Roofing is here for all your roofing needs, whether it's an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program. Riverland Roofing has you covered home or business to give you peace of mind in this, the new year. As a GAF Master Elite Contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Riverland Roofing is licensed and insured to service Mississippi and its surrounding states. So give Riverland Roofing a call today and make sure you and yours are protected all year round. Call Riverland Roofing at 662-644-4297. That's 662-644-4297. Visit them online at riverlandroofing.com, riverlandroofing.com. It's Riverland Roofing for all of your roofing needs. A proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Listen to NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. You hike up the money, usually that solves all the issues, if there even is one, and I don't think there is. Coven does a tremendous job and almost values him, uh, but we've been talking about him, so I thought it would be uh, certainly something we would need to update on considering how often he's been brought up this offseason. But now looking Towards what Ole Miss uh, will be trying to get done in the spring, what it's done so far in the in the winter portal, the first of two waves. Uh, the first portal window is closed. I think Michigan still has a thirty day window open, but um, I don't expect a lot of mass departures from them. You can see a little bit of a slower down, that's slowing down of the action. Sorry,
1: what? That doesn't matter for us. What, no matter. I mean, Michigan. When those guys will only have two or three days to get back to get in school anyway. So that's true. Uh, yeah, I mean that 30-day window doesn't mean a thing for for us, other than this next four or five days, and you know it, then it closes for us because that's the drop ad date. And I, I I talked to somebody yesterday that said they're they're not in on anybody from Michigan at this point.
0: So is Ole Miss kind of right now in a holding pattern? Is everyone that was supposed to be here by now here? All that kind of stuff, and they're just waiting.
1: Uh all the portal guys are here. I don't have a list yet of the true freshmen that are semester guys. you may prob- you probably know more than, about that than I do um but the all the portal guys are here checked in going to school uh, got their apartments signed their leases uh, gonna start getting their n i l money so all that's that's very good.
0: Is it not crazy though that it's almost February one and typically in the old and olden days, which is only like ten years ago now? Um, we would be gearing up for the biggest date in the all-season calendar, which would be National Signing Day, and it looks like Ole Miss is kind of done with high schoolers?
1: Yeah, I don't think they're going to sign anybody. I don't know. Uh, um, now, I was talking to somebody yesterday that said it's a possibility of one kid, um, but I didn't, didn't glean from the conversation who he is or anything else, but they said that was even a long shot, so. I'm not looking for them to sign a soul.
0: From a recruiting standpoint now, knowing what they have and what they're looking toward for the spring, what are the needs left for you, just for you, in your opinion, when you look at them? Because, like, I think running back's pretty obvious. They can go out another one between now and, and the start of fall camp. I mean, spring's not necessarily a pressing thing for it. But, or two. Yeah, or, or two, two, depending on Logan Diggs. I mean, it, other than that, though, is there, are there any other – B.J. Green went with Colorado instead of Ole Miss. Maybe there's an edge that floats about, but that's a premium position. Just what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think edge, running back, um, and maybe corner, uh, depending on how spring practice goes, um, you know, with Amari Walker and, um, Trey Amos, if if those guys are as good as they're supposed to be, uh, and are immediate type guys that are, that they're, they're planning on heavy duty next fall. And I, I don't know if they'll go after another corner or not, but if they aren't what they're supposed to be and aren't ready, um, because they're, you know, they, they've got some learning to do, um, <laughs> uh, I'd say they go after another corner, but other than that, I think, I think every, Ole Miss is in pretty good shape. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing them add a punter.
0: Uh, who is their punter right play. now? I don't even know who their punter is. Frazier Mason's gone, right?
1: Well, they're, they're appealing, uh, for him to have another, uh, another year. And I don't know if that's appeals going to come to fruition or not. Uh, that decision had not been made, but, they are trying to get him eligible for another year.
0: Well, in, in an era where pretty much anybody can do anything in, in college football, maybe this is my opportunity. If the keg leg could be on there, Charlie Pollock, my doppelganger, could be on the roster as a backup kicker, maybe this is it, Chuck. Number 69 in your old Miss record book. <laughs> it's Ben Garrett, yeah, yeah. punter. Yeah. I, I like it. The I problem, like it. The like problem it. is my ass probably couldn't get a punt to go 15 yards. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Right, But it, th- this is a different era, and the reason I bring up running back and needs is because with running back, their star player left, Quinshawn Judkins, and a story came out this week. I guess it was a media uh, opportunity for all the new players reporting at Ohio State, and Quinshawn said that his move to Ohio State had nothing to do with NIL. What were you, what was your take on just what it, what Quinshawn said about his departure from Ole Miss? Because that's been a hot-button <laughs> topic for fans.
1: Uh, well, that is quite humorous. I mean – uh, it was all about nil with him when he was here, so I don't know why that would have changed. But anyway, he's a 19 year old, 20 year old kid, and I'm I'm not gonna get on some stump and land blast him because you know he's immature and he's a quality football player. Um, hope he does well up there, except when we play him, and you know, and, and that's, that's that. Yeah,
0: because with or without him, I mean, look. I can now be honest. I mean, I, I completely devalue the running back position, just like all other, like, most new-age uh, football people who, like, pay attention to this stuff. I just don't think running back is something you spend a lot of uh, resources on. But Ole Miss still has done a tremendous job, I think, of m- more than making up for the loss because Ulysses Bentley has been retained. Ketcher Criscano is still on the roster. The question, of course, is Logan Diggs and his health, the transfer from LSU to Notre Dame. Um, but as currently constructed and also with – the new staff hires that Lane has done. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to tell myself, Ben, calm down, but I, I really think we're staring at a title contender here, Chuck. you got to talk me down from this.
1: Well, I, I mean, yeah, I think that's a, a little premature. I mean, but <laughs> I'm very optimistic about the year. I, I, I don't know about Town USA yet, but uh, I'm very optimistic that we can have a very similar year to – to last year and maybe even improve on it i mean got a lot of veteran players coming back foundation is there the coaching staff is certainly there um these play, a lot most of these players have been through the ringer more than once and you know they know what it takes plus i'm looking at uh, the sec i think the sec is going to be a little down next year i mean you got a uh transition at alabama they're even though I think the guy they hired is a good coach. He's not Nick Saban. Uh, you got a little turmoil at Auburn. You've got uh, LSU's missing a Heisman Trophy-winning quarterback. Arkansas is in a mess. Texas A&M is in tra- transition. Uh, Oklahoma is going to get a rude awakening into the SEC. I, I just think that uh, the opportunities there – for Ole Miss to do some really big things and, and certainly to get into the 12-team playoff.
0: And Bradley Sowell is a Mississippi State Bulldog. Cats and dogs are friends.
1: Up is down. What is
0: happening, Chuck?
1: <laughs> that is strange. But, you know, I don't blame Brad. He's, try, he's oh, trying no. to get on the staff here a couple yeah. of times, and it didn't work out with Lane. And
0: We love our guy. We're just playing. This is lighthearted from our vantage point. Now, some might think it's weird, but, like, and it is kind of strange how it all came together, but there is no hard feelings on my end for Brad. This is just a friend poking fun at the situation, because let's be honest here. Chuck and Brad would be leading the charge if I got a promotion or maybe got a break and got paid more money to go cover state y'all be like oh now ben's true maroon okay go ring true ben that's all this is i want people to know that
1: well you're wrong about me i (laughs) I wouldn't be too happy at all because i'd be losing you
0: oh oh oh. that's like the nicest thing you've ever said to me oh look at there look at there well don't get don't get used to it (laughs) yeah yeah i know oh trust me trust me i've been with you long enough i know that's those are those are few and far between uh, but anyway, yes, it's an exciting time for Ole Miss sports. It's, it's an historic time for Ole Miss sports. Baseball's coming around the corner. You're not going to Hawaii? You're not going to you not get your plane trip to Honolulu for a four-game series for baseball?
1: No, no, I didn't, I didn't get an invitation. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think I'll just stay in Lafayette County.
0: Okay, all right, all right, well. Might miss you a good opening series, but it's an historic time for Ole Miss. Just for you, as, as you look forward and we project out for the new year and come, all the things that are coming forward, like, what are you most looking forward to? Like, What are you most paying attention to in the short term and then in the long term? What are the big storylines from Chuck's ankle?
1: Oh, several. I mean, I want to see this, this basketball team get to the tournament and make some noise in the tournament and then uh, see how they recruit off of that. Uh, I'm excited about the baseball team. I know they're they're itching to make up for that catastrophe from last year. And then spring football is is right here. And I, I want to see where these new guys fit in. I want to see how good Amarian Walker is and um, how good Pooh Paul and how good Walter Nolan and uh, the two Washington offensive linemen and the tight end from Virginia Tech and Juice Wells and on and on and on. Uh, I'm excited about that.
0: He's Chuck Ronsville, my publisher at the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and affiliate of all three, where all day, every day, we talk and write all about your old Miss Rebels. It doesn't matter if it's football, football, recruiting, basketball, basketball, recruiting, baseball, you name it. We're talking about it at the Old Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and affiliate of all three. And if you sign up today, you can get a sub for the low, low price of $1. So come out, come hang out with me and Chuck as we all day talk about Old Miss because, hey, man, is, like we've been saying, there's not been a better time. When has there been a better time in the modern era to be following Omen Sports. Thank you, Chuck. I appreciate you.
1: Yeah, my pleasure, my friend. I'm glad you're feeling better. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter
2: blues by hitting the water at
1: one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret